BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is Lee Habib and this is Our American Stories. And we tell stories about everything here on this show. Much of what America and the world knows about Doc Holliday comes from movies and TV. But historians agree no movie portrayal has done real justice to his story. Roger McGrath is the author of Gunfighters, Hollywood, and Vigilantes, Violence on the Frontier, a U.S. Marine and former history professor at UCLA. He's a regular contributor for us here at Our American Stories. Here's McGrath with the story of Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday was not only one of the most colorful characters in the Old West, but also one of the most feared. He acquired the nickname of Doc, honestly, earning a degree in dentistry and practicing in several towns. However, he eventually spent nearly all his time as a professional gambler and occasionally as a gunfighter. He had a vicious temper and feared no man, perhaps because tuberculosis had already given him a death sentence. Doc Holliday is born John Henry Holliday in 1851 in Griffin, Georgia, about 40 miles south of Atlanta. 
His parents are of South Carolina pioneer stock of Scotch-Irish and English ancestry. Doc's father, Henry Holliday, is an attorney who fights the Indians in 1838, the Mexicans in 1846, and the Yankees in 1861, rising to the rank of major in the Civil War before being forced by illness to resign his commission. Doc has a comfortable middle-class childhood and receives a good education. His mother, Alice, is a classic Southern belle. She teaches him manners and etiquette, while his father regales him with the war stories and tales of survival. Doc is only nine years old when the Civil War erupts in 1861. Three years later, the family flees General Sherman's march to the sea and moves farther south to Valdosta, where Doc is enrolled in the Valdosta Institute and studies all the subjects common to classical education including rhetoric, history, and Latin. He wishes that instead of studying, he was fighting the Yankees. Nonetheless, Doc is a good student and receives an excellent education considering the Civil War, which by the fall of 1864 is ravaging Georgia. Here's Doc Holliday biographer, Gary Roberts. He was popular. He was good on the dance floor. He learned all the proper social graces. Uh, he was polite. And he seems to have gotten along well with most people. But he also had a, an ornery side. They tell a story that uh, a boy challenged him to a duel. Now, all of the friends, the people of, of these two boys, assumed it would be, was going to be a fake duel. They were going to load pistols with powder and shoot powder at each other, and it was just going to be a make-believe duel. But John Henry, they said, showed up with a loaded revolver and said he would use his own gun for the duel. Well, needless to say, the other boy backed down very quickly, so he had a streak in him. In September 1866, after two years of painful suffering, Doc's mother dies of tuberculosis known then as consumption. Here's Old West historian Jeff Morey and Victoria Wilcox, author of Southern Sun, the Saga of Doc Holliday. They called it consumption because it sort of consumed you. It was very long, slow disease, and it would really eat you away from the inside out. And the classic way to die of consumption was really to suffocate. From 1800 to 1870, one out of five deaths in America was attributed to consumption. He's always been close to his mother, and her death comes as a great blow. His bad temper, which he inherited from his father, worsens. The blonde-haired, blue-eyed, boyish-looking 15-year-old John Henry Holliday is not physically imposing. But as other boys learn, he is no one to trifle with. In 1870, Doc is off to the Pennsylvania College of Dental Surgery, considered one of the best dental schools in the nation. At just 20 years of age, Doc graduates in 1872, near the top of his class, and begins practicing in Atlanta during the summer. Here's Professor Arnett Gaston and Victoria Wilcox. He graduates so early in age that it was difficult for him to set up practice because he wasn't old enough yet. A clear testimony to his achievement, his critical thinking skills, and he was good. 
Doc Holliday was the epitome of a southern gentleman, which meant that he was mannerly and likely also hot-tempered, all those things that go along with living in the South during the Civil War and Reconstruction. There's a story that a gold crown he made for a girl's molar was still in place when she died at the age of 102 in 1967. Here's Old West historian Stephen Shaw. He came home, he opened up his own practice with another gentleman. Here's a young man, 21, 22 years of age, uh, six foot tall or almost, a doctor, very good looking according to the records, a good catch for any woman. Doc would have married a genteel woman and started a family. At night, he would sit by the parlor fire in his comfortable Georgia home, and he would die in old age, surrounded by loved ones. Instead, Doc Holliday starts coughing. Doc begins to rapidly lose weight, has night fevers, weakness, and his coughing up of blood begins to interfere with his practice. He goes to a doctor and is found to have, like his mother, tuberculosis, at the time a fatal disease. The cause isn't known and there is no cure. He's given six months to live. However, he is told that the drier climate of the American West might prolong his life by as much as two years. Rather than die bedridden, Doc begins packing. The family is upset. No one more than his cousin, Maddie Holliday, a beautiful blonde who has had a crush on Doc for years. She will correspond with Doc and pine for him. The biggest problem, if this is a case, was that while first cousins marrying was very common, it was not common among Catholics, and she was Catholic. And when we come back, we'll continue with the story of Doc Holliday here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we continue here on Our American Stories and the story of Doc Holliday. Let's return to Roger McGrath. Maddie eventually enters the Sisters of Mary convent in Savannah. Doc Holliday boards a train for Dallas, Texas, to, as they say, die with his boots on. But first, Doc opens a dental practice. Although he does excellent dental work, his coughing fits again cause his practice to decline. More and more, Doc turns to gambling for income and has surprising success. He has a memory for cards dealt, can quickly calculate odds, and can handle a deck with extraordinary dexterity. 
He also possesses an excellent poker face. The knowledge of his imminent death make it easy for him to hide his emotions and draw the next card, or when necessary, draw his gun. On New Year's Day, 1875, Doc gets into his first documented shootout. It's with the proprietor of a saloon, Charles Austin, who goes by the nickname Champagne Charlie for the popular song of the time. The song is lighthearted, and so is the report in the Dallas newspaper. Dr. Holliday and Mr. Austin, a saloon keeper, relieve the monotony of the noise of firecrackers by taking a couple of shots at each other yesterday afternoon. The cheerful note of the peaceful six-shooter is heard once more among us. No one is hit and all is forgiven. Doc decides it's a good time to leave the state and pursue the roving life of a gambler chasing the next big pot from Boomtown to Boomtown across the West. He arrives in Denver during the summer of 1875 and goes to work as a faro dealer at John Babb's saloon. It's not long before he gets into a close quarters fight with Bud Ryan. Both men draw knives and slash away. Both are wounded, Ryan seriously. On the 4th of July, 1877, in Breckenridge, Texas, Doc gets into a fight with another gambler, Henry Kahn. Here again is Victoria Wilcox. And according to this story, Holiday pulled a cane and hit him, and Kahn pulled a gun and shot Holiday. We don't know which man was in the right or the wrong. We don't even know what they were fighting about or whether they were both just drunk and disorderly. But the newspaper went on to say that Holiday had been killed and Kahn disappeared from town. We know the report is at least a little bit inaccurate because, of course, Holiday was still alive and he actually returned back to Dallas. Doc slowly recovers and, when healthy, moves to Fort Griffin, Texas to deal cards at pugilist John Shaughnessy's saloon. While in Fort Griffin, he meets and falls for Mary Catherine Haroni, a curvaceous 26-year-old better known as Big Nose Kate. Well, Kate doesn't actually have a big nose, but her nickname comes from her nosy nature. Hungarian-born, Kate works as a dance hall girl and occasionally as a prostitute. She is described as highly intelligent, tough, stubborn, and fearless. It's also at Fort Griffin, where Doc meets a man who will change his life from denizen gambler to legend. 30-year-old Wyatt Earp is serving as a deputy U.S. Marshal and has come down from Dodge City, Kansas, looking for an outlaw. Doc and Wyatt hit it off immediately. It's the start of the Wild West's most famous friendship. One evening in 1878, while in Fort Griffin, Doc is arrested for killing a bully during a card game. Although it is done in self-defense, Doc is jailed and a lynch mob begins to form outside. But Doc has an ally. Kate intervenes, setting fire to a barn in the center of town. While everybody runs to put out the fire, she puts a gun on the jailer and tells him to open the door. Doc and Kate escape north to the biggest boom town of them all, Dodge City, also known as Hell on the Plains and joins up with Wyatt, who is working as the assistant city marshal. Here's Old West historian, Andrew Nelson. 
Dodge City of the 1870s was one of the most notorious of frontier towns. It was a town with no law, where buffalo hunters, soldiers, vagrants made hay of the town every night. Doc establishes a dental practice, but spends more of his time gambling than drilling and filling teeth. He's dealing cards at the Long Branch Saloon when into the saloon come a half dozen wild characters, a ragtag gang of cattle rustlers, stagecoach bandits, and thuggish outlaws led by Ed Morrison, a man who has been humiliated by Wyatt in Wichita several years earlier and has been itching to get even. They begin shooting their guns into the air and harassing customers. Hearing the gunfire, Wyatt runs into the Long Branch, only to find six deadly characters with their guns leveled at him. Morrison warns him, Pray and jerk your gun. Your time has come, Herb. Wyatt reckons he's dead, but Doc steps up behind Morrison, puts a gun to the outlaw's head, and tells him and his boys to drop their guns. Do what he says, boys. They comply. Wyatt says Doc saved his life that day, and Wyatt never forgets what Doc has done for him. When word comes of a silver strike at Tombstone in Arizona Territory, several of Dodge City's gamblers and gunslingers head west. Doc travels with Kate. Along the way, they spend some time in Las Vegas, New Mexico, where Doc decides to open his own saloon. Here's Victoria Wilcox. Of course, Doc was in trouble with the law again because Las Vegas had laws just like all western towns did against operating gambling games in houses of spiritous liquors. So he just did what other businessmen did and paid the fines and went right on operating his gambling games. He also had arrests for carrying a deadly weapon which was also part of business in a saloon because a saloon owner was expected to police his own business and had to be armed to protect his patrons from violence. One of the patrons is former Army Scout Mike Gordon. After a dispute, Gordon steps out into the street and fires a couple of rounds into the saloon. Gun in hand, Doc comes running outside and drills Gordon. He's mortally wounded and dies the next day. By September 1880, Doc arrives in the violent boom town of Tombstone, Arizona, joining the Earps in what is a factional fight to control the town. The heart of the Tombstone story has to do with the growing animosity between the Earp faction and what's called the Cowboy faction. The Cowboys run a lucrative operation, rustling cattle and robbing stagecoaches. They're all handy with guns, including William Brocious, better known as Curly Bill, who shoots to death Tombstone City Marshal Fred White. Johnny Ringo and Frank Stilwell are also members of the cowboy faction, with reputations for fast and fancy shooting. Leading the rustling are Old Man Clanton and three of his sons, Ike, Finn, and Billy, and their close friends, the McLowry brothers, Tom and Frank. The cowboy faction has Cochise County Sheriff Johnny Bean, County Supervisor Mike Joyce, and the publisher of the Daily Nugget, Harry Woods, on its side. The Herb faction consists of the five Herb brothers, Wyatt, Virgil, Morgan, James, and Warren, and Doc Holliday, Judge Wells Spicer, 
tombstone mayor and publisher of the tombstone epitaph, John Clum, and several prominent businessmen. Virgil Earp is both a deputy U.S. Marshal and the city marshal of Tombstone. The Earp faction could be called the law and order faction, but the Earps and associates are as much concerned about their business interests and who controls the town as about law and order. And you've been listening to Roger McGrath telling the real story of Doc Holliday. And by the way, he's doing his best to synthesize many of the stories that are out there, but in a far greater depth and detail than we ever experience while just watching a movie or watching a TV version of the story. And when we continue, the rest of the remarkable story of the life of Doc Holliday here on Our American Stories. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast, so grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts. 
as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we continue with the story of Doc Holliday here on Our American Stories, and we return to Roger McGrath. Various members of the cowboy faction are fond of drinking in Tombstone saloons, firing their guns, and generally raising hell. They've also been heard threatening to kill the Earps in Holiday. Virgil gets the city council to pass an ordinance stating that upon arrival in Tombstone, cowboys must deposit their guns at various locations in the city. The countdown to the most famous gunfight in Western history begins in a bar. Several of the cowboys arrive in town on October 25, 1881 and begin drinking and gambling. Doc Holliday, who's also drinking heavily, gets into an argument with Ike Clanton in the Alhambra Saloon. Before it turns deadly, others interfere, and Wyatt Earp walks Doc to his quarters and tells him to sleep it off. Here again is Gary Roberts. The next morning, after a peculiar thing happened, and that is that Ike Clanton and, and Virgil Earp stayed up most of the night playing cards with each other in the same card game. But the next morning, before Virgil or anybody else had gotten up, Ike Clanton is already walking the streets looking for the Earp brothers. Ike stays in the saloons and around mid-morning retrieves his guns from the West End Corral where he had deposited them. Ike's still drinking and now he's threatening to kill Holiday when he sees him. Upon hearing this, Doc crawls out of bed, sharpens his fatalistic wit, and cracks. If God lets me live long enough to get my clothes on, he shall see me. Virgil Earp is alerted, and taking Morgan Earp, his deputy, with him, they find Ike with a revolver on his hip and a Winchester in his hand. Morgan confronts Ike, while Virgil approaches from behind. With the drunken Ike focusing on Morgan, Virgil knocks him senseless using a revolver as a club. Morgan and Virgil disarm Ike and drag him to the courthouse, where he's fined $25 for violating the city ordinance. He's told he can retrieve his guns when he is leaving town. Here's Jeff Morey. 
burglar would have been justified in killing that client. And I think it's a mistake that uh, the Earps make. The, they're, they're too lenient with Ike. Basically, what they do all morning long is allow Ike to build a head of steam. He gets angrier and angrier. What's bizarre about it is, it seems the more you ignore this fellow, the angrier he gets. They keep thinking he's going to finally drink enough, go to sleep, and he'll be out of their hair, and it never happens. While all this is going on, Wyatt Earp pistol whips Tom McLowry and leaves him bleeding in the street. Early afternoon, finds Ike Clanton and Tom McLowry in a doctor's office getting their head wounds stitched. At the same time, Billy Clanton and Frank McLowry ride into town and stop at the Grand Hotel. They learn of the beatings of their brothers and don't deposit their guns. Within minutes, they join up with their wounded and unarmed brothers on Fremont Street, not far from the OK Corral. The day is cold and windy. There's a dusting of snow in places. Virgil Earp gathers his forces, Wyatt and Morgan Earp, but not Doc. Where are you going, says Doc. We're going to make a fight, replies Wyatt. Well, you're not going to leave me out of it, are you? This is none of your affair. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. It's going to be a tough one. Tough ones are the kind I like. Here's Old West historian and gunfighter Drew Gomber. Accompanying the Earps down to the OK Corral was a big deal because, you know, he didn't have to go, which uh, would indicate loyalty in the extreme. The risk your life for, for your friend. All are armed with revolvers, but Virgil gives his ace in the hole, Doc Holliday, a Wells Fargo 10-gauge double-barreled shotgun to hide under his overcoat. He also deputizes right. Doc. Go to it, boys. Here's Old West historian Tom Ross. Virgil had other deputies. He doesn't take those deputies. He takes his brothers, Wyatt and Morgan. And then he drags along Doc Holliday. This is like bringing a match to a party full of gas cans. The four lawmen walk shoulder to shoulder down the center of Fremont Street and find the cowboys in a small 15-foot-wide, dusty, vacant lot next to Fly's photography studio. Here again is Drew Gomber. This is only a 15-foot-wide alley that contained nine men and two horses. They were so close that when they initially entered the alley, Doc took his shotgun and pressed it right into Tom McClowry's belly. Then he took a few steps back. So these guys, it was up close and personal for everybody. Virgil Earp calls for Billy Clanton and Frank McClowry, the only two cowboys armed, to surrender their guns. They refuse. What happens next is a matter of great debate. White Earp probably fires first, hitting Frank McClowry in the stomach. Billy Clanton fires at nearly the same time. Unarmed Tom McClowry tries to take cover behind a horse and reach for a rifle in a scabbard on the horse, but Doc Holliday steps to the side and lets both barrels of the shotgun roar. Tom McClowry staggers into the street and collapses. Unarmed Ike Clanton takes off running. Meanwhile, Virgil Earp fires around and hits Billy Clanton in his gun hand. Billy Gamely switches his gun to his other hand and fires, drilling Virgil in the leg. Morgan Earp fires around and hits Billy in the chest. 
despite suffering several wounds, Billy Clanton and Frank McLowry continue firing. Morgan Earp is hit in the shoulder and Doc Holliday in the hip. Wyatt Earp is untouched. Doc finds himself looking down the barrel of Frank McLowry's pistol. McLowry says, I've got you now. Doc's calm response is characteristic. Blaze away, you're a daisy if you do. McLowry fires and a bullet rips through Doc's coat. Doc fires and a bullet rips through McLowry's head, killing him instantly. Both Billy Clanton and Tom McLowry are barely clinging to life. They're carried into a nearby house and within minutes are dead. Analysis of Doc's movements at the OK Corral show him to be a master in tactical combat. Here again is Jeff Morey. His job is to protect the flank, not to let the Cowboys out a lot so that they can flank the Earp brothers. What's peculiar about Doc's performance in the gunfight is how much walking he does. He traverses more ground than any other participant. It takes just 30 shots and 30 seconds of gunfighting at the OK Corral to write another chapter in American history. When the gun smoke clears, three cowboys are dead. Here again is Victoria Wilcox. The story of the gunfight went out across the telegraph wires and hit all the newspapers in America and made instant celebrities of all the participants. In a country that was enamored with all things Wild West, this was the most iconic Western battle of them all. The event is highly controversial in Tombstone, and the Earp brothers and Doc Holliday are put through a month-long hearing before Judge Wells Spicer. Testimony from witnesses is wildly contradictory. The Tombstone epitaph argues the Earps and Holliday were only doing their duty as lawmen. The Daily Nugget argues they'd be tried for murder. Judge Spicer finally rules there's not enough evidence to proceed with a murder trial. Therefore, this court is adjourned. And when we come back, we're going to continue with a remarkable story of Doc Holliday, the full story of Doc Holliday. And you're hearing from some of the best Western historians in the country. More on the life of Doc Holliday here on Our American Stories. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we continue here with our American stories and the story of Doc Holliday. We last heard from Judge Spicer, who ruled that there was not enough evidence to proceed with a murder trial against the Earps or Doc Holliday. Let's pick up from there with Roger McGrath. Therefore, this court is adjourned. The Cowboys are incensed by the failure to proceed with the trial. They issue a public death threat to Judge Spicer in the Daily Nugget. The real problem is the town has been so polarized that there's no appeasing the losing side. The Cowboys aren't interested in PR. They're interested in revenge. Ike Clanton wants to get the men who killed his brother. 
and they feel the whole system has let them down. Word spreads through Tombstone that the Earps and Doc Holliday are targeted for death. Late on a December night, Virgil Earp steps out of the Oriental Saloon and into the blast of a shotgun. The buckshot from the unseen assassin shreds his left arm and rips into his left leg. Miraculously, Virgil survives, but his left arm is rendered useless for the rest of his life. Three months later, in March 1882, Morgan Earp is shot while playing a game of billiards. The shot comes through an open window of the billiard parlor and drills Morgan in the stomach. He lingers for an hour and dies in Wyatt's arms. For Wyatt Earp, the killing of Morgan was a profoundly upsetting incident. From now on, he will be a law unto himself. The question over the years is, was he, a, was he a force for justice, or was he an expression of the law gone wrong? Uh, and that's a difficult question to answer. But he will be the judge, the jury, and the uh, executioner. Wyatt Earp is now a deputy U.S. Marshal, and with Doc Holliday's encouragement, decides it's time to go on the offensive. The first order of business, though, is to get Virgil and his wife safely out of town. Wyatt deputizes Doc and Warren Earp and two others, Sherman McMaster and Turkey Creek Jack Johnson, to escort Virgil and his wife to the train station in Tucson. At the station, they spot Frank Stillwell. The man has been bragging that he fired the fatal shot into Morgan Earp's stomach. Stillwell is hiding behind a railroad car as the men close in on him. Wyatt lets a shotgun roar and Doc opens up with a revolver. How many others fire is not known, but Stillwell's body is later found riddled with buckshot and bullets. One of the witnesses says he'd never seen a man who'd been more badly shot up. And uh, from now on, there's no turning back from Wyatt Earp. Uh, this is a, a major change in his career. He still views himself, I believe, as bringing justice, but he clearly realizes he's now outside the confines of the law. This was the beginning of, of real trouble for the Earps. Uh, and it made it clear that Wyatt was interested in more than just uh, arresting people. This had become personal. A Tucson Justice of the Peace issues arrest warrants for Wyatt and Doc and the others. But by the time he does, they are long gone and armed to the teeth to hunt down the killers of Morgan and the attempted assassin of Virgil. Joined by Texas Jack Vermillion, they head for the ranch of Pete Spence, one of the leaders of the cowboy faction. Spence is not there, but they find one of his hands, Indian Charlie Cruz, Indian Charlie. and dispense some Western justice upon him. What becomes known as the Vendetta Ride is now at full gallop. Wyatt Earp's Vendetta Ride can be looked at as almost an Old Testament type story. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And if you really think about that, what that type of approach fosters is the idea of a natural law. You have the natural law and you have the civil law. And those who support Wyatt Earp would say he was following the natural law in the course of actions he took after the killing of Morgan. 
White Earp and Doc Holliday, and the other Vendetta Riders. Next surprise, Curly Bill and eight other cowboys at Iron Springs, about 30 miles northwest of the Tombstone. Earp lets loose with a shotgun, nearly cutting Curly Bill in half. The other cowboys return fire, and the Vendetta Riders are forced to retreat. Texas Jack Vermillion has his horse shot from under him, but Doc Holliday dashes back through heavy fire to rescue his fallen comrade. Doc later says, our escape was miraculous. The shots cut our clothes and saddles and killed one horse, but did not hit us. I think we would have been killed if God Almighty wasn't on our side. After the Curly Bill episode, the Earp Posse decides it's time to leave Arizona because of the pressure of the posses that are chasing them. Uh, with the assistance probably of two governors, Wells Fargo and company, maybe the Santa Fe Railroad and the U.S. Marshal's office, they uh, go to Albuquerque and from there into Colorado. At Pueblo, Colorado, they park company. Wyatt going to Gunnison and Doc to Denver. Doc is arrested in Denver in May 1882 on the Arizona warrant for the murder of Frank Stilwell. All of a sudden, Doc has support coming out of the woodwork. There is a Bat Masterson comes to town and begins to argue for him. There's a newspaper man named E.D. Cowan who is working on his behalf. So all of these people are saying to the governor, don't send him back. And so what happens is that the governor of Colorado looks over the papers and says, there is a, already a charge against Doc Holliday in Pueblo, and we can't extradite him to another state when there is an outstanding warrant against him here in Colorado. By the way, that's called now in Colorado and other places, holidaying, filing charges of one crime to prevent applying warrants for another crime. Doc returns to gambling to support himself, but tuberculosis is ravaging his body, and his once vaunted skills are beginning to deteriorate. He bounces from town to town, Denver, Pueblo, Leadville. In a Leadville saloon in March 1885, Doc is in his last shooting scrape. When Billy Allen tries to collect the debt Doc owes him and threatens the frail consumptive, Doc shoots Allen. Doc is arrested and put on trial, but a jury finds him not guilty on the grounds of self-defense. Doc's last days are spent in the health resort of Glenwood Springs. He moves there in May 1887 and begins soaking in the hot springs and inhaling the sulfurous vapors. Here's entrepreneur and Old West collector Bill Koch. Why would Doc go to a springs that had a lot of sulfur in it. I mean, that just hastens his death. And he was medically trained, but it shows how primitive medicine was in those days. Over the years, he has never stopped corresponding with his cousin, Maddie Holliday. Now his letter writing increases. She urges him to turn to God. He seeks out the local priest, Father Edward Downey. And it's not long before the Irish cleric baptizes Doc in the Catholic faith. 
By the fall of 1887, Doc Holliday is bedridden. After all his narrow escapes, he finds it ironic that he won't die with his boots on. On the morning of November 8, he calls for a nurse to bring him a jig or a whiskey. Doc sits up in his bed and throws back the shot. He looks at his bare feet. This is funny, he says, and then falls back onto the bed and dies. John Henry Holliday is but 36 years old. Here's Gary Roberts and Victoria Wilcox. If you think about it, and you go to see movies about uh, all of this, the character who wins in the movies every time, who puts Wyatt Earp in the shadows, although he's supposed to be the hero, you forget about Wyatt Earp and you, and you concentrate on Doc Holliday. He'd done more in 36 years than most men ever dream of doing. He'd traveled across the country and seen history being made, and he had become part of American history. Wyatt Earp later says of him, Doc was a dentist whom necessity had made a gambler, a gentleman whom disease had made a frontier vagabond, a philosopher whom life had made a caustic wit, a long, lean, ash-blonde fellow, nearly dead with consumption, and at the same time, the most skillful gambler and the nerviest, speediest, and deadliest man with a six-gun I ever knew. And great work as always to Greg Hengler and thanks as always to Roger McGrath, who's our regular contributor for all things American West. The legend, the reality, the story of Doc Holliday here on Our American Stories. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. 
This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.